right, Mr. John Starks, thank you so much for coming on to Nickish. Uh, former All-Star, six, former Sixth Man of the Year, All-Defensive Second Team, um, and most importantly, the person who helped me get to college. Yeah. Uh, so I am a former recipient of the John Starks Foundation Scholarship and um, die-hard New York Knicks fan. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, I want to ask you how, how you've done this golf tournament. Uh, it was uh, always a special day whenever we come out here to this course, Cameron Country Club. And uh, like I said before in the uh, you know pardon statement uh, ending the uh, the evening is that this course always put on a special show for us. And so um, you know today is no different. Uh, you know the golf and the staff here was just incredible, and uh, golf courses in immaculate uh, condition, and so. Uh, it's always special when you get out here and play golf amongst friends and you plan for a cause too on top of it. So uh, it was just a special day. So tell us a little bit more about the foundation. I understand you, you started in 1994, so yeah. I'm not sure the exact month of that. Uh, I'm not sure the exact month either. <laughs> so but it was uh, uh, my agent actually came to me and, and he asked me what did I want to do. As uh, far as um, you know, starting something to give back, and uh, and I thought long and hard. It took a couple of days and thought about it, and I just kind of remember my path uh, to where I got to, and what I had to go through coming out of high school, and I had to go through the same route right. as most college students do. You know, you have to apply for uh, you know these grants and what have you, and so uh, you know I wasn't a draft type student. I wasn't recruited in college because I only played one year of high school basketball. So uh, that process was a long, tenuous process, as you know, like you've been through it. Yeah. Uh, and I said, you know what, this is something I want to do, uh, give back and give, uh, you know, high school students a chance uh, like I had a chance. And so uh, the foundation started, I think, I want to say sometime during the uh, in July, somewhere around in there, possibly, uh, it might have been, I know it wasn't during the season, but afterwards. Uh, but it's been going strong for 24 years now, uh, going on 20, uh, what is this, 25th year, actually, yeah. 2019. Uh, but the golf tournament has been going strong for, you know, uh, 24 years. So, um, you know, it's just worthwhile just doing something special like this. Now, what's, what's definitely admirable is I feel like a lot of athletes start foundations such as this towards the tail end of their career, but you started this at the prime of your career, yeah. so any particular reason why you decided to do it? it? It happens to be the year that the Knicks made the NBA Finals, so yeah. Um, yeah. any any. And it's probably, probably one of the toughest years that I had, obviously, because of Game 7, but uh, outside of that, you know, it's, it's probably the special year because I did start the foundation uh, during that time, and, you know, like I said, you know, as athletes, you know, you, you, you go through a lot uh, to try to make it, and some have it harder than others. Obviously, I had a tough, tough upbringing, and I uh, went through a lot to get to a point uh, in my life. And so, I understand, you know, what people go through uh, and the struggles that they go through. And so, uh, it's a lot of foundations, you know, athletes' foundations that started around by my time, and they're no longer there. Uh, so I've been very fortunate and blessed that I had good people like Jennifer Alfred, who's the director of my foundation, and the volunteers that come out and, and support the foundation 
and different sponsors, corporate sponsors, and just friends, you know, who want to see this thing continue. And so, um, like I said, we've been going strong ever since. Quarter of a century. That's yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah, it is. Every year you've helped college students out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. with with financial help and to going to college. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely, uh, definitely. Yeah. Congratulations and for we, hitting course. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah. You know, we turn out incredible young men and young women like yourselves uh, that go on and do great things and and remember, and like you're doing is giving back. So that's what this is all about. Is like just paying it forward. You know what I mean and you do a great job of giving back, and uh, so I had to commend you for what you do, and, and seeing, seeing that. Uh, so I know my partner here wants to ask you a little bit about yeah. your game yes. in particular. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get to it. Yeah, yeah. no problem. So John, you mentioned um, some of those struggles really growing up, and yeah. I feel like a lot of what Knicks fans around the world love so much about watching you play is that you're just an energizer on the court. Mm -hmm. You get the, 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 the game going, you get the crowd going right with you whether it's your athleticism, whether it's your defense, whether it's dunking on anybody, everybody loved it. One thing a lot of people surprisingly don't know is like you're the, the next season record holder for threes made mm -hmm. in a season, I think with 217. Yeah. So that really goes to show like the versatility in your game. Mm -hmm. Would you say um, players nowadays, today, a lot of them lack that sort of all around versatility or mm -hmm. would you say that in today's game, it's just evolved to a point where it's focusing more on specialization in certain skills. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of these guys have an all-around game, uh, but you know, it's it always been that way. You have some guys who are better on the offensive end, not so good on the defensive defensive end. Uh, you have a guy that's great on defensive end, not so good on the offensive end. Uh, but the game has changed so much from the time I played uh, because of the rules. Uh, for the offense is much more easier, I, I would say, to create more offense for yourself. And so, uh, you know, the athletes are just gifted now, you know what I mean, with their ball handling skills and the way they can shoot the ball. Obviously, Steph Curry has brought in that new era of shooters. You know, everybody shooting threes, you know, from fives all the way, you know, from ones all the way to fives. Uh, it used to be a time where if a Big man shot outside 15 feet. He probably be coming <laughs> to the bench, but it's, no, it's not like that now. Uh, you know, the crazy thing is like coaches encourage that. Yeah. You know what I mean. So the game has evolved into that aspect, and you know it's not a low post game no more. You know what I mean. Back when I played, pretty much every team had big men, and so the ball went inside. You know, either they get double or they kick it back out or they go one on one, and. Um, you know, it's not that way no more. It's more outside, inside, you know what I mean? Guys are driving a lot more. The lane is a lot wide open, so you see a lot more layups, and you just, they kind of discourage the physical play now. So, you know, it's, it's more, I guess, entertaining to fans to see that. But I know hardcore basketball, you know, fans like the old way that we play, physical style of basketball, and fight, fight, for everything, but it, it's not that way no more. But I enjoy watching it. Mm -hmm. I loved. I would have loved to play in this era you would have of basketball. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I would have loved. So it. I would have loved it. So yeah, it's really great to hear you talk about today's NBA in a very positive way. A lot of people love to compare eras without yeah. really realizing how different it is in both yeah. eras. So, what would you say? A lot of people love to look back at the '90s Knicks that you were such a huge part of and say, "Hey, that's when the Garden was really rocking. That's when the Knicks were amazing." Mm -hmm. What would you say? 
the current Knicks or the current Knicks as an organization need to do to get the Garden back to what it was in the 90s? Well, I work for the organization, so uh, I think we've moved in the right direction. Obviously, we didn't have some lean years, uh, but I think uh, Steve uh, Mills, as well as Scott Perry and, and Coach Fizdale are doing a tremendous job. Drafted very well this year. We brought in some good, talented free agents, some young free agents, and some veteran guys to go along with that young talent. Uh, you know, when I came in the league, I was very fortunate. I came in on Golden State uh, team in 1988, and Chris Mullen was my veteran guy, as well as a lot of guys that was on there, and me and Mitch Richmond actually came in together. So when you're a young player, you come in the league, you want to learn from veteran guys on how to work and how to stay in the league and how to prepare yourself mentally and physically. Uh, I think Coach Fisdale, as well as Scott Perry and Steve, has done a good job of mixing it up with the young and the veteran guys. And, because the veteran guy is going to show the young guy uh, on how to work and how to have what it takes in order to win and what it takes in order to stay focused. Uh, but when you have all young guys on the team, they don't understand. And then you get, you know, you just don't get good, get good basketball. So uh, I think uh, this team that you see going to take the court this year is going to be very exciting and, and really going to prove some that we just not pushovers. So while we're on the subject on today's uh, Knicks team, there's a particular player who gave you a shout out on a recent interview, R.J. Barrett, yeah. um, who we're, we're so excited to see come play in for the New York Knicks. So uh, during the interview, he mentioned John Starks, one of his favorite players. So what are your thoughts on R.J. Barrett coming in? I like R.J. Uh, I really do. Uh, I think uh, he's hungry, first and foremost. I think he has the right mental makeup to play in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, most guys, uh, when they come to the city, they get lost, but uh, he seems like he's a very mature for his age, and you have to be that way in New York. You know, you have to stay focused. As you know, the city can take you out, you know, <laughs> if you let it. So uh, I think uh, he understands that he has a, a lot on his shoulders, and uh, but I think he wants that. He wants that pressure, and that's the first thing. You have to want the pressure. And, um, you know, he's a hard worker. He's, comes from a, a good family. He obviously came from a good school and good coaching and, and Coach K. Uh, so he, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Uh, I'm looking for some great things out of him uh, in the years to come. You know, I mean, this is obviously going to be his first year. So it's a learning experience for you when you first get in this league. But like I say, he's a hard worker and he wants to improve in areas that he, he knows he needs to improve in. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this team. He likes to keep his practices private. Yeah. You get a chance to take a quick peep on what he's been working on. No, I haven't, haven't got a chance. Unfortunately, I haven't really I got a chance to meet him yet. He's been traveling and I've been traveling. And uh -huh. So, But I'm going up to training camp, so I get a chance to meet him up there. Uh, but like I say, you know, he got a bright future ahead of him. Absolutely. So New York actually, despite the fact that you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. you represent what New York is really about, that grit and grind. Um, now, throughout your throughout your life, especially in your early 20s, you, you did go through some hardships, yeah. but you really had that grit to take that extra mile and really, you know, come out successful. So, what really pushed you to to come out despite you know dealing with some 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 yeah. losses or some hardships? Really made you come out and then eventually become an all star. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's just my upbringing mm -hmm. and the struggles that 
I had to go through as well as my family had to go through. And, and being from Tulsa, Oklahoma, a very sports-oriented uh, community down there, and you had to bring bring your game. And when you play against your older brothers, you know what I mean, they push you to a whole yeah. other limit, as you know. And so um, I think the fight was just kind of instilled inside of me, you know, through them as well as through my my mother and my grandmother watching them struggle to try to feed us and, and clothe us and put a roof over our head. Uh, that fight was just in there, you know what I mean? It makes you hungry. And I think once you lose that hunger and you just kind of lose something. And so, uh, but I always felt like I never made it. Even when my playing career was over with, I always just felt like I never made it. So it kept me hungry. You know what I mean? Some guys get in here, I didn't have a couple of guys. Um, that I played with, get in and get their first contract and just stop working. You know what I mean? They forgot what it took in order for them to get here. And so, uh, you know, that hunger was just always there. And, you know, my bro older brothers, them, they was football players. So my playing with them made, made that mentality, that rough, rugged mentality. And so, uh, but like I say, the area I grew up in was all like that. You know, you had to when you come to the playing field, whether it's playing football, baseball, basketball, you had to come hard. All that's necessary to really shape you who, who you are today. Yeah. Um, was there a particular memory that you have where something didn't go the way you're hoping for? How did you really respond to that? Oh, yeah, yeah um, I, I'm glad you brought that up. That was my sixth grade coach. <laughs> didn't give me that MVP what's his, what's his name? What's his name? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to put him out like that. But I, I felt that I should have won the MVP trophy when I was in the sixth grade and he gave it to a kid, but I'm not going to talk about <laughs> why he gave it to that kid. But anyway, it, it really taught me something, you know what I mean? Don't put, get your hopes up too high about something and put everything in a piece of metal, you know what I mean? But it would have been the biggest trophy on my grandmother's mantle and it killed me, you know what I mean? Because uh, I would have had bragging rights over my older brothers. You know? <laughs> that I had the biggest trophy on the mantle. Uh, so, uh, but ever since then, I really didn't play for trophies. I always played just to win, right. you know what I mean? I didn't go out there and, you know, try to go out there and, and win the MVP, but my goal was to go out there and compete and win for my teammates. Um, now, um, it's funny that you brought up sixth I think Alan Houston wanted us to, to ask you something oh, okay. uh, regarding that. So it's, I think, well, I think he asked to, for us to ask you, you know, do you remember something you got in trouble for when you were 10 years old? Do I remember what I got in trouble for when I was 10 years old? I got in trouble for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> he knows probably. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. And also, did you, was there a particular subject that you were really interested in, apart academic-wise, yeah. outside of basketball, was there something that you were really into? Well, uh, I love numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, playing basketball, everything was dealt with numbers. So probably math. I thought I was pretty good in math. Uh, but I also like history, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, big uh, history type of guy. Uh, and I like, you know, I used to uh, look at uh, Wild Kingdom. I don't know if you got it. You got that, that's a book, right? No, it's not. No, it's that not was a show. Wild Kingdom was a show. Yeah, you got too young for that. <laughs> yeah. But I used to the animal show. Yeah, to come on. So I still even watch a lot of animal shows today. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. I mean, speaking of extracurriculars, um, 
if you if you're not spending time with the Knicks or not spending time with your organization, what can people find you doing in your free time? Playing golf. I was just about to say. Yeah. And not golf. <laughs> what else? You already know. What I'm <laughs> Probably playing golf. Well, you know, I try to keep myself in shape. Uh, obviously, I was telling uh, people about the total body board, which I work on quite a bit uh, to try to keep myself in shape. As you get older, man, it's just the hardest thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, your level of energy goes down, and so. Uh, I try to make sure that mentally I stay focused on that because health is so important, you know what I mean, as you move through life, you know, we try to encourage young people, make sure that they stay healthy at a young age and, and try to keep themselves right because a healthy body creates a healthy mind, as you know, and so, um, you know, I just do those little things right yeah. there and just try to live life. And we actually do have... Uh, a lot of listeners from all ages. So if you want to add a little bit more about Total Body Workout, because we, we did get a little yeah. bit of a demo. It was, it was amazing yeah, what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, well, Total Body Board is a, uh, a, a board that was created by Charles Austin, who's a gold medalist Olympic high jumper. And uh, he created this board because he went through a knee injury where doctors didn't give him a chance to uh, come back and high jump. This was back in 1992, 93, and he used these band, resistant band training back then to rehab his knee and get him back to, uh, you know, competing again. And so uh, one night he said he just woke up in the middle of the night and just this thought came in his mind and about this board with, with resistant training on it. And uh, that day he got up and created a, a model out of plywood and put some straps to it. And uh, that's the first uh, total body board. And, so uh, then he created this incredible piece of equipment that you don't need a lot of weights or anything to deal with. Uh, it's great for muscle training, uh, muscle rehabbing. Uh, we have uh, professional teams, basketball, football, baseball teams using it, as well as we have uh, physical therapy uh, places using it, and colleges and high schools and just individuals using it. So uh, we think this is like the equipment of the future. You know what I mean? That can cut, you know, your cost in half, your time in half, as far as working out. As you can see, when we did the training yeah, on the yeah, guys, oh, he, poor guy, he was standing. It was out. like thirty. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, about fifteen minute workout. You probably wouldn't get fifteen minutes in. Yeah. But you, you know, fifteen it cuts your time. You know, most people don't want to go to the gym and spend an hour or two in the gym. You know what I mean? If you can go in there and get a good fifteen solid minutes of work in, it, it's the best. Well, thanks so much, John. Before we let you go, yes. though, we did want to play a quick game with you. Could sure. you do a rapid fire? Okay. Um, so the rules of this game are we're going to ask you a few questions, yeah. and you have about a few seconds to okay. answer. Okay, no problem. Cool. Shouldn't be too hard, but we'll get okay. started. Let's see. So first question. In three words, how would you describe your hot girl summer? Say it again. <laughs> In three words, how would you describe your hot girl summer? Hot. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer, what you mean by that? So the background around that is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to go for like yeah. seven years. Yeah. So that to me. The background behind that is there was a song that came out called Hot Girl Summer. And basically it's a bit about girls or guys or anyone just being themselves, really owning themselves this summer and just like really going out there and being proud of who they are. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in three words, confident, <laughs> good looking, mm -hmm. I can't say the other word, but... All <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, we'll move on to the okay. Um, so let's say you're going back into another Game 7 Finals. Yeah. Uh, 
you choose one song to listen to to really get yourself going, pumped up, or also you can also relax. So, mm-hmm. what song would you go with? Man, that's a good one. Yeah, I haven't heard of this song, and, um, <laughs> but it was probably George Clinton, Flashlight. Flashlight. You get, listen. I was, I was listening to this. We'll get we'll we'll to it. Your honor, we'll <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> awesome. All right. If you were in the Avengers, what would your superpower be? Probably X-ray vision. Ooh, X-ray vision. That's yeah, the first tonight. Yeah. yeah, X-ray vision. Why X-ray vision? Because I want to see who's coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see who's behind these walls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what MSG does see. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a cameraman. Yeah. Uh, um, so the final uh, rapid fire question that, that we have for you: We're our brand name is Nickish. Nick. So yeah. what, what does Nickish mean to you? Nickish means loyalty. Uh, really um, all in with the Knicks. Um, just like uh, this fan base here in New York is just incredible. Uh, you know, I've never been on a team, and I've been on a couple teams in the NBA where I'm going and talking to a fan, and the first fan saying, How we doing? <laughs> they don't say, How you doing? It's how we doing. How we you doing. know what I mean? Perfect. Uh, Nick fans are invested in this team. Yeah. Uh, everybody thinks this is a football, you know, city, but it's actually a basketball city by far, and uh, that's what Nickish means to me. Awesome, that's amazing. Uh, that we think we we always say we as in for the Knicks too. Yeah, I I'll talk to anybody. I'll be like, yeah, we're we're doing yeah, some yeah, big exactly. things this year. Exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, so. That, that's pretty much it as far as rapid fire questions go. Yeah. So before we let you go, we do have one more quick game sure. of rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Now, with some quick stakes, uh, if if I lose, I'll I'll take your luggage back to your car. Okay. I, I saw it. I saw <laughs> um, but if we win, we're hoping you could take one of these hats and just give it your quick autograph. So. Awesome. We, tried, we taught Bernard King how okay. to play earlier tonight. Okay, so we did. <laughs> All right, so rock, paper, scissors. Oh, okay, okay. All right, uh, so I'll do it the third one. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. So you want scissors? Oh, it did? Yeah. Did I have a scissor? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm sad to head anyway. I uh, appreciate uh, it. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank so, uh, Mr. John Starks, thank you so thank much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. It's an honor. You, you thank are. You so much. Thank you. You're one of the most beloved Knicks yeah. in, in history. Everybody yeah. has such honored. a soft spot for you, and we're so honored to have you on our show. Yeah, so, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for what you do, too. Thank you. It.